One and welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast season three. So first and foremost, guys, we are so excited to be back. And, you know, this year I told you that the season is going to consist of some absolutely fantastic entrepreneurs, people that are really creating some footprints in this industry. And not only are they creating footprints in this industry, they're making their name count. So before we get started with our special guest, I would like to shout out George M. Johnson. I had the opportunity to meet George today. You guys know George has been on the show and George is an absolute gem, I have to say. George M. Johnson created this book that has like gone viral to Gabrielle Union now turning it into a television show or a movie or something. And it was so beautiful to actually hear his story today. But it is a follow-up to his book of All Boys Aren't Blue called We Are Not Broken. So if you have not checked out his first book, make sure you check out that brand new book that was released last week. He is on tour. He was in Atlanta, Georgia this weekend. And I mean, it was so amazing to hear him and the organizations that are supporting him, such as Black. And I'm so excited to do some work with him in the future. I got to, you know, rub some shoulders with some really, really great people in the city. So as we always say, this show is to bring on entrepreneurs, actors, designers, creatives, people that really make sense people that have stories, but in addition to people that really know how to move and shake, to hustle, and to just make their name a footprint in the industry. And we all know that the weather is changing. We all wanna make sure that we stay moisturized and exfoliated and all of the above. So you guys know I had to bring on somebody that I have a whole lot of love for, not only because I love that this person is out here creating some great things on IG Live. And y'all have seen her IG Live, like out here mixing it up and just being super interactive with you guys. But I'm so excited to bring on Raven from Sugar Ray's Shea Butter. Hi, Raven. How are you? Hey, how are you? Raven, I'm doing good, man. You know, it's so crazy. How has 2021 been for you? I'm going to let you go ahead and start off with that. 2021 has been very unique. Um, it has definitely tested a lot of areas um, that I didn't know needed to be tested. And um, I'm just able to be, I'm just glad to be able to say that, you know, I'm weathering um, everything that's coming my way. And it's just a lot of great new challenges that I'm really enjoying kind of cycling I was going to say, and this is actually one of the questions that I didn't even think about. What have you learned so far in 2021? You know, and it's interesting that you say that because, you know, you and I have had a relationship for a very, very long time. And 
what I've admired about you is, you know, one word that you have used, you know, and I don't even know if you've really used it before or that you remember that you've used it before is tenacity. And you are a hard worker. And when I say a hard worker, even in our past, you know, we've been able to make sure that things just kind of flow naturally because of the work that you just put in. And I think is absolutely phenomenal. So before we even get started on the interview, I just want to say thank you so much just for who you are as a woman. I definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so there was a post that you put on your Instagram that definitely caught my attention and I wanted to bring it to your attention. I mean, one, you wrote it. So um it was absolutely phenomenal to me because it was around August 24th and it starts with every morning on the way to work. I get frustrated because I always see somebody on their bike in the middle of the road during peak traffic. I would always ask, what do these people do to be able to freely bike ride in the morning just for leisure? And what I learned is that you literally make the life that you want to live. It's not easy, but you move at your own accord. You rise and you go to sleep when you want to. But the one thing I keep in mind is that I eat what I kill. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. I eat what I kill. If I am not disciplined and not focused. I do not eat. Where did that come from, Raven? So um, it actually came from a conversation that I was having. And the, the thing was, it, it really dawned on me that literally every day that I wake up, I have a choice to go back to sleep. I have a choice to lounge around the house. But I also know that I need to eat. And so um, essentially, like, if I, don't, if I don't do what I need to do within my business, then I won't. I won't thrive. I won't be able to eat. And so that's kind of where that came, that part came from. Um, but the, the ride to, um, work. So every morning, um, uh, one of my ex friends or whatever, we would be on the phone, um, talking and stuff. And, you know, we both kind of like going in different directions, but we're having the same issue, like frustrated with bike riders just being in the middle of the road. We're like, <laughs> I need you at seven o'clock in the morning to go bike ride, you know? Yeah. And it's like, they chose to do that. You know, that was an absolute choice. What can I do to have that same choice? And to me, it was just a complete mindset shift. Like, again, going back to controlling what you can control. If you have a few pieces of a puzzle, you know, in front of you, take those pieces and put it together and see what you come up with. And then the rest, you can figure the rest out as you go. And so that's kind of like um, my thought process behind that. <laughs> In addition to that, you say I'm not perfect, but I am working every day to be better than what I was the day before. No competition or no desire to be like anyone. Just simply, how can I get to the next step, one foot in front of the other and ride it out? And I love the play on words with the ride it out with the bike riders as well. You know, once you manifested that as far as into words, then what did you think about after that, after you just kind of put it out into the world? So um, just to kind of piggyback off of that last statement, one foot in front of the other, um, a friend of mine in high school, uh, he used to do sermons um, at 8 a.m. Um, and we'll sit in the auditorium and 
um, listen to him preach. His name is Reginald Sharp. Um, and he had this one sermon that has never left me. And it just talks about literally taking one foot and putting it in front of the other and keep going. Um, what I, what I wanted to exemplify when I said, uh, when I said that was basically like, you can't eat a whole elephant. So you can only do one thing at a time. If if you only have one piece to start with, start with that one piece and keep going. And then from there everything else will kinda of come to you. So it's just it's just kinda of like, you know, don't bite up more than you can chew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do one thing at a time. And it's patience so, yourself, have patience and understand that you're human. <laughs> well, and it's so crazy because so many people feel like they have to have their foot, their hand in every single thing. And I think sometimes we should be great at certain things and master that and then try and move on to the next thing. Because I feel like, you know, whenever we take on, as you just eloquently said, more than what we can chew, then we don't do the best work that we can do. It's kind of like, you know, we just want to add on and add on and add on to our greatness. But then those things don't become great. Right. You don't want to spread yourself too thin. You have to be great at one thing and let that gauge traction and then you move on to the next thing. I love that. So before we get into the business side of Raven, first off, we want to get to know who you are just as a woman. Where are you originally from? I am originally um, from here in Atlanta. Okay. Shout out to ATL. Yes. I was born at Piedmont Hospital. So yes, I'm a native of Atlanta, Georgia. What do you think the most memorable thing about your childhood is? Um, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> um, my most memorable moments really would be spending time with my Aunt Mary. Um, I love to talk. My Aunt Mary loved to talk. So, you know, as long as, you know, the Wheel of Fortune and nothing like that was on, <laughs> as long as none of that was on, my Aunt Mary would let me sit up under her and ask her a gazillion questions. And um, she always had a story to tell. So um, my most memorable moments would be definitely with my Aunt Mary. When you were a child, what did you think you wanted to ever be? A nurse. Okay. Um, my great-great-grandmother was a nurse. Um, she was, you know, more so, you know, back then it wasn't really titled as nurse. Um, my family's from Harrison, Georgia. And so, uh, she was known for medicine and things of that nature. And I, um, <clears throat> got a hold to all of her like little medicine books and little stuff like that. And I was just like, I want to do that. I want to be a nurse. Um, so that was the uh, first goal, you know, to be a nurse. But then I didn't want to toy with medicine because we already have all of the things that we need, um, you know, maybe uh, herbs and things like that could assist, but we are already genetically made up. And so I went on the more holistic side of things, uh, like my grandmother, my great grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> like your great, there we are. And it's so interesting, you know, I've had so many people on the show and really the homage that we pay to our grandparents is just inevitable. You know, to have that wealth of knowledge from people that have lived for so long or people that have lived in a time that we, of course, probably could have never lived in. And just to have heard what they had gone through and how they had been able to persevere is absolutely, you know, fantastic. Absolutely. I what, totally agree. what did your moving forward, what did your 15 year old self imagine that you would be doing right now? A nurse. <laughs> I'm still a nurse. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to be a nurse until until I got 
until I got to college. And then, you know, I have a pharma, a pharmaceutical book and I was just reading it. And essentially what it told me is medicine is to mask, not to cure. And it'll kind of tell wow. you, that the well, that's kind of not what I want to do because of course that, you know, keeps other engines going. And that's not my objective. My objective is to cure and to help people heal. Um, and that's still a part of my mission, um, to continue to heal and help people um, through both of my businesses. So when do you feel most like yourself, Raven? <laughs> it's, it may sound a little strange, but uh, helping people. Um, I feel like myself the most when I can go sit at a nursing home with the elderly um, patient and just talk. Um, that's what I was accustomed to as a child. And even in my adulthood, you know, you could still learn so much um, from elderly people. Um, hmm. I, I feel like that that's my that's my safe place. You know, it's it's so beautiful because even like today when I had conversations with George, you know, he's an amazing author. In addition mm -hmm. to a couple of people that, you know, I had met, you know, at the book signing. It's so beautiful to hear how much philanthropy people are involved in. And how many people really just want to help in any small or big way. And ever since I've known you, I think that is what I've really gathered and got from you as just a person is that you've always wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. So what inspires you the most? Um, my mother. <clears throat> in that regard, most definitely my mother. I watched my mother take care of my grandfather, my grandma, my great grandmother, um, my great aunt, I, I watched her take care of my big mom. You know, I just saw her, how empathetic she was to taking care and making sure that the elders in the family and children um, were, you know, felt like they had a safe place and that they were covered in it. You know, just just the, the level of care that she gave or that she gives to people is like, it's just, it's amazing to watch. So that's where I get, um, where I get that, I, I definitely get that from her. Like, <laughs> I mean, so serious. Like she is just so heartfelt. Like, I mean, she'll put people before herself, you know, to make sure that you know things are okay. But yeah, my mom for sure. What would you do if you knew that you just could not fail? Not fail. Um, <laughs> that's as simple as answer. Like, <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel. I I feel like I can't. Um, I can't feel that's not that's not an option, you know. Next option, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's not an option. So um, again, it just goes back to every you know every day, every week, um, you know, setting daily goals, monthly goals, uh, weekly goals, and really just executing. Um, to answer the question directly, uh, yeah, I mean, the simplest way is to not, and by continuing to go and grow. Um, reaching back to our youth and engaging information from them as well is important. So, you know, yeah. I, I really do think about, you know, because someone asked me, I remember I did an interview with someone and they asked me about, you know, if I knew that the podcast would fail, what would I do? And I said, you know what? It won't. Because right. as long as I have a voice, I will make sure that the podcast continues to live on. And I okay. think that's what you always have to do whenever you have a passion about something and you put your all into something is that, you know, it will never fail. As long as in your eyes that you've done everything possible, 
then it didn't fail because you put your 100% into it. So you touched on a lot of stuff and it really started to kind of peel back some layers of entrepreneur and being an entrepreneur, you know, established entrepreneurships, you know, they have so much insight and experience and advice that, you know, could really help people and especially new entrepreneurs really on their personal journeys. I've interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, I've had people to say, oh my gosh, you know, can you bring somebody on the show that has natural products that, you know, can help with exfoliation, can help with, you know, the weather changing, what should we invest in? What should we, you know, purchase, whatever. And immediately it went to two people. One, I had interviewed a young lady that I had known from college, even high school. Her name was Mundy. And she created, you know, this product called Clean Mundy. And it was like all of these natural products. And she went through all of the lines from Target and Walmart and things that actually do have good toxins in it. But in addition to, you were the other person. And I said, I had to bring this person on the show, as in you, because of really what you stand for. But also, you know, we, we really wanted to understand how do you define an entrepreneur? And for me, my first question, and now digging into your business, a huge, huge shout out to the collection of, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have followed her on IG, pieces of underscore Ray dot Y, but <laughs> Sugar Ray's Shea Butter. <laughs> Where did that even come from? It's so funny. To be completely honest, um, it started because I have, of course, I have eczema. So <clears throat> there was this guy, and he had like, these body butters, and I'm like, these are really nice, you know. Um, however, I wanted something that was aiming more towards, you know, my skin, um, you know, having eczema, seasonal eczema and everything. So I asked him, would he feel comfortable teaching me the basics of making body butter and selling it? And he sent me back a message laughing with a laughing emoji. Oh. And I text him back, give me two weeks. <laughs> Within those two weeks, I combine all of the things that I use for my eczema together and formulated um, a product. And I also added a little fragrance because I didn't care for the scent of shea butter, right? So um, I'm using it, using it. I like it. I'm visiting nursing homes. And this lady named Miss Tawana, she said, you know, she used to always ask me what I'm wearing. And I'm like, well, I can just bring you some. I took <laughs> her some up there. And the next time I went back, everybody in the back was in the front. I want some. I, I need it. this for my skin, da da da. And um, probably about a month later, I had a real eczema breakout. And I'm like, <clears throat> while I'm making a product, I was, I trusted it, but I wanted, you know, my birthday was right around the corner and I wanted something to make it go away ASAP, like right then. So I went to the uh, dermatologist. And they uh, brought me in. She didn't ask me very many questions. She brought me in and immediately did a biopsy. I've gotten a biopsy done uh, before. So this would make my third one. And she came back. She was, you know, I kept having to call up there to even find out what my results were. And they finally was just like, well, it was an allergic reaction. And I'm like, well, my family has a history of eczema. I don't think it's that. They gave me this um, medication. It was only 1%. Only 1% and you could only, like, you could not, you could literally barely use it, but it came with, like, five forms, and it was like, you had to sign off on it, and it came with five forms, um, cancer warnings. 
Whoa. And I said, oh, no, yeah, oh no. So um, at the top of each morning and at the bottom of each night, I just started using my body butters. I made a lavender one and was using it top of the morning, bottom of the night with my same formula. And, you know, a couple of days went by and I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> It worked. <laughs> Come on, nurse. That's that that's that nursing you, man. Right. And so from there I'm like, how many other people are suffering with eczema? How many other people can I help? And it just graduated. Wow. Graduated from there. Wow. So that's how Sugar H Shade started. <laughs> it's so interesting because even with the title, ever since, you know, I have seen it, I immediately think about Harlem Nights. And I'm just like, yo, I remember he had this Sugar Ray and it was just this sweet candy on. And, and, and I'm like, every time I say the name, I think about you. Um, <laughs> you know, how have your priorities changed since you first started? Because I think often as entrepreneurs explore, you know, different ways to develop their business, you know, they have really one goal in mind sometimes, and that's just success. But let's just think about the early stages of like being an entrepreneur. You may perceive success totally different than a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. How have your priorities changed since you have started everything? Um, Sugar Ray Shea, that's my baby. Mm. Um, I give it, I give it everything I have. Um, so my priority one again, going back to I eat what I kill. Um, my priority number one is to make make sure she's good. <laughs> right, right. And so, um, as far as priority, you know, just making sure that the business is doing what it needs to do. Um, of course, including inventory and um, making sure that I have all my legal information, have everything correct there. Also, making sure that I have quality products and quality machinery to um, make these products. Um, so, I mean, the, I mean, prime priority is Sugar A. Shea and of course balancing um, myself um, going for walks or riding my bike or going skating. I love going bowling but being able to um, balance the work-life balance that is now priority to me and with all of that um, I need me to be able to do that so I have to take care of me first. So it's, it's she's my baby but you know, of course, if I'm not good, then she's not good. So priority, prioritizing myself has been um, very unique. <laughs> Being an empath. <laughs> well, you know, Raven, you said something that I talked about on last week's show is me first. And it's me first. I remember Lauren Hill said that on, and I actually love the Unplugged album because Absolutely. you get to hear Lauren's raw voice, but she speaks from a place of just humility empathy of a vision of the future and what i love about what you just said is that you have to put you first because i think some of us don't realize if we are not healthy if we cannot bring ourselves to the table fully then we're not no good for anyone else absolutely one of my favorite songs on that album is i gotta find peace of mind absolutely Absolutely. That is one of my absolute favorites. When you think about providing valuable lessons that could really help grow your business, but then also kind of how to mitigate risk, knowing what you know now, is there anything that you think that you would have done any differently when you were first starting out? 
Um, the one thing I would probably limit is spreading myself too thin. Mm. Um, I have so many great ideas, so many great things that I want to accomplish within this business. And I put a lot of them out, not realizing I'm only one person. Um, body butters, sugar scrubs, soaps, you know, um, hair oils, beard oils. I mean, I just had like so many different things. And it's like, Ray, you have to find a focus. And, um, so I kind of reverted back to just the body butters and the soap. Um, that's kind of the beginning of everything, um, for, for me and within my skincare line. Um, so yeah, not spreading myself too thin would be the main thing. Um, fortunately, legally, um, my god brother, uh, Kadira Kyler, um, is an attorney here in Atlanta. So, um, whenever I had legal questions, I always had a go-to, um, to kind of make sure that that, that part was good. Yeah. Um, so building the EIN, the LLC and all that fun stuff was not too much of a hassle for me. See, that's what I'm talking about. You hear that business people? You heard how she gave y'all some business uh, terminology, some good old acronyms, <laughs> that EIN, that LLC. Please make sure y'all get that. <laughs> so, you know, I have to say, I remember and I had brought on, you know, the creator of Afro Soka Love. And I remember seeing your beautiful face. But then I sat back at a distance to see the energy of clients that came to your table and everyone, Afro Soka Love, you guys have listened to that show. It was the first interview that he did in like three years. And the beauty behind that is it is a place where people of color in black spaces can promote, sell their products. And I remember in one of your top sellers, Exotic Mint. Yes. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That three-in-one cleansing bar, first of all, let me just say this to y'all. If you guys have not checked out her website, please do. But before that, the bar, first of all, it looks like food, number one. It looks like you can eat it. That's how good it looks. Where did just, I mean, activated charcoal to peppermint, Turmeric. I mean, where did this come from, Nurse Lady? <laughs> so it's actually funny. Each soap has its own story. Okay. So the story behind this one, I have a friend named Rod. Uh, he does a lot of uh, working out and, and uh, soccer and all this fun stuff. And he was like, "Yo, Ray, do you by chance have a product that helps with relaxing muscles or relaxing from the day?" And I was like, no, but I can create it. Hey. So, um, of course, I went into my little my little lab and kind of sat down and did some studying on um, different ingredients. And peppermint was the one that stuck out to me the most to help relax muscles. But in the process of relaxing your muscles, you also want to be able to cleanse well after working out and things of that nature. So... Um, that's where the activated charcoal came into play because it helps is known to help detoxify the skin. And then, of course, if you're in the sun a lot or, you know, do anything like that, there's chances of hyperpigmentation, right. um, 
in different areas. So that's where the turmeric comes in. So that one is known to help with hyperpigmentation, um, light and dark spots. So um, it came from a friend just reaching out saying that they needed something to help their muscles after working out. And then it kind of graduated from there to people are telling me what all else it does. So it's just like, okay, great. <laughs> to the peppermint and of course the marbling in the soap um it's called artisan soap mm -hmm. so um while i'm also enjoying aromatherapy while making the product i also get a um, chance to kind of flex my artistic skills <laughs> <laughs> i love painting so it just goes hand in hand I mean, and, and I promise you guys, if you have not purchased this, if you have not seen it, it literally looks like a piece of art. And I, it's like you don't even want to use it. You're like, why don't I just buy two? Let me just keep one, frame that, use it as a piece of art, and then let me go wash my body, my face, my everything, you know, with the yeah. second one. <laughs> we, I get that so much, like where people are like, Oh, I don't want to use it. It's so pretty. It's so gorgeous. It really is. I mean, the colorway, I mean, everything. You know what, Raven? As creating actionable steps that you can apply to achieve your goals, you know, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to become an entrepreneur? They're looking at you and they're seeing all the creativeness that you're doing on your IG lives to the finished product, to your websites, you know, what advice do you give them? Start. There Simply it is. start. Um, not to go too deep, but I, I speak to my ancestors a lot for guidance. Um, mm. And yeah, it, it gets kind of deep. But my my thing is to um just start. Oh, with whatever you have, just just start and don't stop. If you need help, ask for help because it's a lot of people that do not ask for help and um it's like punching in the dark you know um also don't take on more than what you can what you can you can't row a boat with holes in it so um i always i'm really big on just start everything else that you need everything that you want desire all of it will come direct it'll land you don't have to go you know people think you got to just lose your mind behind stuff no just start and it'll just come to you. It'll, you'll start aligning with everything that you're supposed to be aligned with. The beauty about what you just said, I, I just finished watching High on the Hog and that is on Netflix. And when I tell you the first episode, first of all, the title, I was like, what, they, what, am, I, what am I watching? And <laughs> High on the Hog is an African-American man who is going through these different countries and really talks about on episode one, our ancestors and he talks about food and where food came from where it is derived from from slavery how many people have put their hands and bodies and sweat and blood and tears into making sure that as a slave they've made sure that the families are taken care of before they've even gotten the scraps but they go on to talk about and to discuss their ancestors and where they came from and understanding what we're putting into our bodies comes from a deeper place. It has a deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you just touched on. It's so interesting. Today has been so full circle because even, you know, at our book signing today, you know, George was saying so many just sayings that our grandparents have said over so many years 
that makes so much sense. And just as you just said about poking the holes in the boat and, you know, <laughs> what have you enjoyed most about starting your own company, Raven? Um, being my own boss. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's probably the most enjoyable part. There it is. You know, um, while it is challenging, you don't have to deal with somebody else's problems. You don't have to deal with the fact that your manager and her husband just got into an argument and she now lost a level of control and is now coming to work to control you. Um, mm. That part, that's the part that I enjoy the most. My own, being able to use my own creativity and not being told that I'm doing it wrong. I do it how I want to. <laughs> it is. You set your own rules. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk to the manager. Well, I'm the CEO. <laughs> you know what? I'm the CEO. So how can I assist you? Absolutely. Exactly. Come on, man. Absolutely. <laughs> as we continue to set new goals for ourselves and how we can, as people and as creatives and, and as entrepreneurs, you know, how can we continue to illustrate that entrepreneurship can be an unending process? With that being said, what are you working on next? If you can share. Ooh, what, whatever you can share to <laughs> us. Well, you always have something up my sleeve. Of course. Um, well, I just pushed out my subscription. So um, my customers are now able to subscribe and receive their soaps every month um, on time. Uh, the uh, I will say the challenge was, you know, um, having you know customers who want a gazillion soaps and then it's just another you know i might have a customer who maybe new who only want two or three at a time so being able to kind of diversify that it really really helps um in the coming months uh what i plan to do is launch a new soap each month it'll be a uh first come first serve basis i'll also have a membership site where customers can go on and sign up and they'll have the free will to um, access those soaps first before they hit, um, you know, the, the red, the market or whatever. Um, so those are, that's, that's kind of what I'm really, really, really working diligently on. Also getting in gear for the holiday season. Mm -hmm. um, I have a really cute, um, set coming out it'll be really great stocking stuffers um small size soap small size body butters just the whole little um uh you know kit and kabang or whatever so that people can get an opportunity to test each product so they can find out which one works best for them and which one is their favorite so that's to come in the next coming month I love it. We love it. We love it. As we as we wrap our show, Raven, and I feel like I probably know the answer to this last question. Take a moment. Okay. What gives your life meaning? Purpose. Purpose crosses discipline. Um, what gives my life meaning? Um, being able to again it kind of reverts back to helping people um the only way up is to bring somebody with you you know it's, it, you don't want to be um in a in a place alone um my objective is to be able to live in my purpose and understand you know different things about myself about my history and just get a chance to know me and know what it is that i particularly want and um yeah that's that's really it like just solely 
being me. Like, it's so much fabrication and so much, you know, so many people wanting to be and look and do like someone else. And they lose total sight of who they are, what they want. And I never, never, with with any any regards to money, people, anything, I never want to lose sight of who I am and what my purpose is. I love that. And I love you for being a part of this show, man. I want to thank you, as I said earlier, for your tenacity. But also, Raven, I want to thank you for something that you just touched on. I want to thank you for your purpose of being here. And we appreciate you for being a footprint of what people need to look up to and how people can continue to be their own boss. And I want to leave you with something that you said is that I eat what I killed. So I want everyone to make sure that you check out her website. Please check out her website. And again, that is SugarRayShay.com. And of course, on our Instagram, she is on live, dipping it and doing it. As Wendy would say, pieces of underscore Ray, and that is R-A-E dot Y. Any last words, Raven, you want to leave our, our listeners with? Um, the last words, I, I want to give a, a special shout out to a few people. Um, Isis, uh, she is um, the owner of um, the Sicy brand. She has a notebook. I absolutely love it. Love her. Um, great, great person to, um, to, to know. Um, and be uh, business sisters with uh, Dorian. She's over the Seppel um, body sponge. She actually just went viral. I'm really, really proud of her. Kanisha, she's over the True detergent line. Um, Jasmine Mendez, she's my makeup artist. That's my girl. Um, also, my favorite photographer, the best photographer in Atlanta, um, <laughs> Christopher Montgomery. Um, his name is Monty um, Monty Angelo on Instagram. Um, special shout out to my brother for you know always you know um, being available to talk to. And also, he's in the lab too. My brother is, is heavily in the lab, and he's really I mean he's a chemist as well. Um, my mom, my sister in law. And, you know, um, the last thing that I would leave uh, everyone with is when you start something, keep your sights on it. Focus and you'll have meat and everything that you need. Just start. I don't care at what point you start. Just do it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I mean, listen, if you guys don't take anything away from this entire interview is this woman's tenacity to become her own boss and her purpose to continue to move forward in her dreams and her passion. So, Raven, we love you. We appreciate you for being a part of the the show. And I would like to say thank you for shouting out all of these entrepreneurs, all of these creatives, all of these chemists, all of these people that are out here creating footprints in the industry because We want to say their names. So again, Raven, I say your name. I appreciate you. And as we always say at the end of the show, everyone, stay positive. But of course, always stay creative. Until the next time, thank you guys for listening and tuning in to the Jameer Smith Show podcast, season three.